This is Clark Wilson. I guess this is a show, and it's called Not Good with Matt Rashavi. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to Not Good with Matt Rashavi. Welcome back to the podcast that critics are calling, Does It Get Better? Yeah, thanks. Thanks for that one. Uh, Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to a special, very special episode. We have two guests back by popular demand. They were with us from the very beginning of the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Luke Morvant and Angel Wildman. Woohoo! Yay! How's it going, guys? Great. How are you how are you doing? Very good. What's uh what's new? Uh not a whole lot. Uh just had my birthday a couple like what mm, week or a half ago. We mm-hmm. had a little outdoor movie night and had some friends over for the COVID cautious party. Yes. Yes. Now, I haven't been back in a while and since that time you know obviously covid's been going on we've talked about this um you guys are still working at drinkers hall of fame yes um how has that affected how has covid affected the whole process of it well it's difficult at times i mean you know um the customers are not the same people that they were two years ago mm-hmm. you know it's it's a completely different crowd nobody seems to care about anything yeah, that's uh Yeah, no one seems to care about anything and you know, we're just do the best that we can, but we have to work, so we work and sometimes we have these great nights that we have good people, but most we've had a lot more problems since we've been back. People are, you know, just like caged animals out, you know, right. getting messed up and a lot of people can't handle their they liquor. They can't handle yeah. their liquor or they just, you know, they just can't be around people. It's like they're just like animals. Can we talk about what happened last uh, last week? A guy that couldn't handle his liquor? True, we can. We can talk about that real quick. Uh, this happened uh, three, three nights, three, four nights ago at work. This guy came in, I, um, which is funny because I have later uh, uh, news about that. Hmm. He, he came in with some friends and they were drinking and he kept telling me all night long how he was uh, a local p- a police department around here and and I'm just like well I don't really care that you know I mean that's you know th- you're a civilian right now so you need to act right and you know whatever whatever incidences he kept saying stuff and I kept and I finally eventually had to tell him that if he is with that police department then he's an embarrassment and that he should if he wants people to respect him that he can't act the way he's acting and how was he acting what was it oh just because he kept going up to everyone saying how you know he you know like trying to start like little fights because hey he's you know the police department and telling me how he's going to have this one restaurant next door looked into and they're going to he's a detective because i guess something had happened there and he wasn't very happy about it and you know whatever so he's just trying to like start fights and stuff and and he's belligerent the whole time, right? He is belligerent, so I didn't want to serve him anymore. And that's whenever I told him the whole thing about, you know, if you want respect, then you need to act differently. And he said, you know what, you're right. He's like, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. I'm like, yeah, because you represent the this police department, so you need to be respectful. You know, and um, well, then it turns out he chilled out, whatever. I gave him one, I gave him water, and then I gave him, once he drank it, I gave him another beer. Didn't see him for a while, and his buddies, his buddies were still there. 
And uh, we walked outside because like, they were going to try and take a beer outside. So I followed the guys out there and we looked at the end of the driveway of the parking lot. And that same guy was laying in down in the middle of the... Uh, that's good. Yeah, we should mention that there is a, uh, a legal dog fight going on next door. Yeah, we yeah. like to uh, have little tiny dogs fight each other. <laughs> That's what we love to do and get customers so messed up. Well, we, I barely even served this guy. Anyways, he wound up falling down somehow, and there's a big old pool of blood, blah, blah, blah. I called the ambulance. He wasn't responsive. The police department comes. As soon as he hears the sirens, he jumps up swinging, talking about how he's going to kill somebody and he's going to shoot someone. And the sudden of the police department or sheriffs or something. And then my buddy's standing beside me. He turns around, looks at him and says, no, he's like, not you. Your mom, mama going to get you involved in this, but I'm going to kill somebody. I'm going to shoot someone. Well, then the cops get, do get there and he talks to them but not one time did he mention he that he was the police department and i wind up just saying to the police officers i'm sorry i need to go inside i have a bar to man you know have to take care of and they were like well if we need you we'll come in well they never came in for the rest of the night Well, so, so two nights ago, I go to work because I'm off on a date with Saturdays and it's a Sunday night. He shows up and he has all these cuts and stuff all over his face. And um, I'm, he's like trying to apologize to me and tell me something about his coworkers, whatever, whatever. Well, I had this other customer of mine that I'm really good friends with that she's in there and she says, Hey, Angel, what's, what's that guy's name? I'm like, I don't know. Let me look at his credit card. And then I come back and I tell her the name and she goes, that's my coworker. And that night that they were in there, they were at that restaurant next door for this thanks this company Thanksgiving party. So mm-hmm. she had come over and let, was gone. They got, I guess, messed up in, over at that restaurant. Something must have happened because that's why he was telling me he wanted to do this detective work on this place. Well, she says, Angel, he's a plumber. <laughs> Never once worked for the police department. Well, so I decided that I'm going to go up there and confront him because I'm like, because he kept telling me, eh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, look, I'm busy because it was our first night of having karaoke on Sunday night again. And it was crazy busy. And I'm like, I don't have time to listen to this right now. I said, you see, I'm busy. So when I finally had a chance, I walked over and I said, oh, so I see you know my coworker. I mean, I'm sorry. I see you, you, are, you work with my, my friend, my really good friend. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, you told me you worked for the police department. And he's like, well, I used to a long time ago. I'm like, whatever. I was like, you said you worked for them that night. And you were going to have a case. You're going to open up a case against that restaurant. And, you know, and he's just like, well, I'm like, whatever. But, uh. Yeah, I love when people, you know, get caught in their lies, you know. Like, yeah. uh, sometimes it's super obvious when they do it. Like I'm the inventor of chocolate 
It's like, uh, I know you're not, you know what right. I mean? Like, and people are just trying to do that. But I love when you, like, the fact that you went up to that person and said that, that's, uh, that's sweet. Yeah, because I'm like, why are you acting like, I mean, he, then he told me that what happened that night was that one of the coworkers that was at that restaurant hit him with a car. Oh, my God. Sounds like uh, sounds like a good friend. Yeah, but he lied about the police department thing. So how do you know that he's not telling a lie about the getting hit by a car because because he was talking some nonsense to the police saying, and then the police were like, because where they had drugs, he walked over was next to this that restaurant's garbage can. So there's always these broken bottles over there. So he said, "Sir, did you get hit with a bottle?" And they're like, "Oh," this is, I said, "Excuse me." I said, first of all." That's where he fell. See where that big pile of blood is? Mm -hmm. That's where he fell. So there's no beer bottles near him. So he did not get hit by a beer bottle. Because, you know, if people bring beer outside, we could get in trouble for that. Oh, absolutely. You know, and I'm just like, this is like, I don't know what if he was on drugs. I don't know what the hell. It's that and a serial liar kind of sounds like a combination of all those things. go from there let's go to um you know with that bar too what i love about drinkers hall of fame is and you and i have talked about this but and i've mentioned it a little bit on the podcast but quentin tarantino wrote about it in his newest book he's got a full chapter that says drinkers hall of fame um my question this will work into the movie segment uh but real quick before we get in there because i went to tarantino's theater last night the New Beverly right. um, in L.A., and it was uh, great. Saw a double feature of 80s slasher horror movies. Nice. It was really cool. Um, but I was wondering, Luke, has the, you know, that book, has it brought any kind of new clientele or anything? Like, people searching out, like, oh, I heard about it from this? or uh, We've had it, like, come up in discussion where it's, like, at least a couple of customers have, like, brought that to my attention. Like, first it was, like, somebody, I think it was claiming, like, oh, it was on Joe Rogan's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Or it was on a, you know, I can't remember, like, another uh, actor who had a podcast. Or it's like there was some confusion on that one. And then, like, some of my customers are trying to get to the bottom of this because I think the book refers to it being in, what, San Gabriel, which would almost make sense because we're in the San Gabriel Valley. Right. But now we have, like, some people kind of debating that daily. So that kind of died down. But it was interesting because I'm like, huh, maybe this could put the Drinkers Hall of Fame on the map. Right. uh, Quentin Tarantino's dad used to allegedly play piano here, I guess. So uh, I was trying to do a timeline of this yeah. because I was trying to see, because I've had a couple customers myself who have mentioned it, but they're but they're not new coming to the bar because of that. Right. They're just, they live in the area or, we, or they're regulars. But they, um, so if you think like, I'm not exactly sure how old Quentin Tarantino is, but he has, but if you do a timeline, if he says he was a child, there's no way because Drink, as far as I know, before 1980, the Drinkers Hall of Fame was not called the Drinkers Hall of Fame because I had an old lady bartender come in a couple years ago and told me that she worked in there in 1980s, and she that when they changed, I can't remember what name it used to be, but Duffy's. It's, did is that what it was? Duffy's. Duffy's. But so it was not Drinkers Hall of Fame till 1980, and he would not have been a kid in 1980. Well, so he's. 58 years old, so that 80s would have been 40 years ago. Yeah, but okay, I was born in 77, yeah. and in 1980, I was three years old. So if in the 80s, I was not even a child child, so he's way older than me. Right. So he would have been a teenager or older than that in the 80s. Yeah. I could still be a kid, though. 
That depends on what you call a kid. Do you say I'm 18 years old? But he says he, if I'm if I'm sitting in a bar and I'm under 21 or under 30, I'm a kid to everybody. So you have to oh. think about consider that angle. Well, I'm, I'm really curious to know because if it's the truth, I would love to know if if that is our bar because you know that's pretty awesome. And if it was my bar, I would take that and you know want to do make it like a. Like a special like, theme. Like, yes. Yeah. Could you imagine like all his Getting movie sued by Quentin memory. Tarantino. Well, <laughs> I guess you With his blessing. Sued. Yeah, with his blessing. Well, did you check too? Like, and I, I haven't checked, but I've always thought about it. Like, if there's other places with that name around the area. Because that's pretty, like, pretty close. That's not exactly like a groundbreaking well, name. Like, the Drinker's Hall of Fame is like. But it's, it's different a, enough. Okay, right? but when I have Googled it in the past years to try to find out information about this bar, because mm-hmm. you know, they say this has been around since the Prohibition and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and I can't find any information about this bar at all. It's just, it's, it just says where we live, where we are, where right. we are. So we know that it's a property that's been some type of business for almost like 80, 90 years. So we hear from old timers and who knows how reputable that is like oh it used yeah. to be a nightclub or maybe like a Stories. restaurant like it used like to have it. more space up top it used to have the second building next door that's now a different business you know things like that so. right because it did used to be connected but the upstairs is not in the attic it's from what because we've had several different people or of our customers had to go up in the attic mm-hmm. to do like different work and stuff and apparently it's got these big beautiful like paneled panels, like oh. like the the old school sure. copper like panel ceilings, but also wood like like uh, like wood art. It's it's paneling. Arches. It's like kind of paneling and stuff like that is like the style. But I, I guess like a lot of the old like dinner houses and places. So it kind of like might line up with a the theory that it used to be a nightclub and right. he was playing piano there. It's like it could sync up with some of the things we've heard about it. I mean, because it's like if you have these kind of like vaulted ceilings or something like that and. Because if you look at those buildings, like you've been there, it's like it's designed to almost be like almost two stories, right? But you're only you're indoors and you're looking at one, so you're kind of thinking, okay, this could have been like a higher ceiling and maybe more designed for a nightclub slash dance hall or something design. Mm-hmm. So it's also you know with the dates, I feel like with as much as he knows about movies and all that, and just how everyone like forgets stuff from time to time, so he could easily have just kind of messed up those dates. Just because he was thinking of something else, and it's you know it fades into the memory. What if he's trying not to age himself? That could be too. Oh, I mean, yeah. That's a big possibility. It comes down to this: it's like San Gabriel is in the San Gabriel Valley, so is Arcadia, where the Drinkers Hall of Fame is. So it could be that all these things are aligned. But it's just it's interesting, like how quick it made it down the wire from like a podcast to like one of my customers on their phone going like, "Listen to this." Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, now we get to look into this, and it's like, oh, is there like free publicity to be had here? Or <laughs> well, I was guilty of it. As soon as I heard it, I remember I heard it on uh, Mark Maron's podcast. Okay, that's who and it I was. texted you right away. I yeah. was like, wow, this is crazy. All right, now let's move to some entertainment news. So the big story, I mean, big to me, like a lot of people, I'm sure listen to this, is like, this isn't news to me at all. <laughs> but, so old. Yeah, but uh, or even that it's not even interesting to some people. But uh, This never is. Right, exactly. That should be the name of the show. Not never, interesting. Never interesting. Never good um, with Matt. Rish, they announced, they announced this, uh, this week that 
they're going to give the directing job to Lethal Weapon 5 to Mel Gibson. Mm. What do you guys feel about that? I love it. Why weren't you considered? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, That's my first question. <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, don't you, they know what you got in the works here. I mean, come on. Yeah. You're a heavy, okay. heavy hitter. They're not Ghost Hunters fans? I love him as an actor. Yeah. I love yeah. him. I think he's great, but then I like, okay, I don't like that part about him, so you don't want to support that. So I don't know. It's hard. It's a it's a hard thing to, it's a hard thing to, uh, I don't know, because I don't, I don't want to support someone like that, you know, if that. I don't want to support a racist. It's really, it's tough because he, he comes off as this lovable dude in all the movies. Absolutely. And then, but you know, you also think about it. Well, that is his job to act and make it Absolutely. seem like he's a good guy. But, but he, you just hear more and more like uh, he got pulled over by that one police officer. And I, I forget what he said. I think it was something probably uh, super offensive, maybe racist then. So it's like. Anti-Semitic, I think. It was, is, was that that It one? was yeah. anti-Semitic. That's what it yeah. was. Okay. That doesn't bode well, especially when you're talking about a guy that's like, I think at the time was promoting, I think, you know, a movie about, you know, I think it was The Passion of Christ or there about that time. And I'm like, it's just bad timing to be kind of like accused of anti-Semitism. It's like while you're, you know, basically promoting a movie that has to do with religion. It's like, oh, that couldn't have gone any worse. Yeah. I didn't realize it was the same time period because that movie seems to me that it was a long time ago. And I didn't Yeah, like really... 2,000 years ago. No, the ah. movie. <laughs> Know, was made in the what the mid 2000s? Let's, let's, let's not yeah, I think it is. I yeah. think it is the I, I want to feel his... like this was this was all within like a five year span. I'm I'm positive. sure. I'm sure you can was. look me up on okay, the. Okay, well then he wasn't promoting it then if it was wrong. five years later. I'm just saying it's in the ether, so it's like to have that kind of going on. It's like it's just a bad look, and it's like not to mention it's like, especially you're, you're talking about the day and age we're in. It's like you kind of have to address this, and I think we have yeah. before in prior podcasts where you kind of like have to reconcile some of these people that are creative geniuses and these things that they can do and the art they make. But then now that we have this look behind the veil of people's social media accounts, but also we're talking about prior to social media, like really bombing people's careers. It's like, you're talking about a guy that's just, you know, caught on tape or people are making these allegations and it's like, it still does the same damage. Now we're just in hyperspeed where it's like, Hey, it's yeah. really not that hard to dig this stuff right back up. Again. Well, that's exactly it. And that leads me to this also coming out today because there's all this press on the new Spider-Man movie that's going to be coming out. So Kirsten Dunst came out today and said that, uh, you know, the big thing that she brought up was that, you know, she's the other co-lead in that, in that franchise, that trilogy, mm -hmm. the Sam Raimi one. But she was saying that her pay was far vastly less than what Tobey Maguire was getting. Um, that was what fifteen years ago. Yeah, maybe more. Right? Was that nineties? Uh, what? No, no, no. The Spider-Man movies were not until the two thousands. The Spider-Man, the Tobey Maguire ones. Yes. Oh, was like two thousand, two thousand one. Yes. Let me see. Let me. Turn of the century. She was Turn the, of the century. Vampire folks. girl, and I love. I love. I she love was great. Her. I love her to death. Well, think about it. Turn of the century, folks. Um, I mean, think about it. Both of those guys' careers were off the charts. So yeah. I'm actually shocked that her earning potential was like that much less than his, yeah. considering like where she was at career-wise too. It's like she was a, a leading lady or one in the works at that point. Well, and she brings that up too. And she was, she yeah. said, she goes, you know, I'm the other person on the poster. Yeah. And she's still like, you know what I mean, got vastly less. And it was, you're right, 2002. I knew it was because you I was it. so into those. It's my Ooh. favorite Spider-Man's. I'm sorry. I love, I, I love Toby and I love her. I mean, they're just. Spider-Man 2 is one of my all-time favorite movies. I think. Well, this is how you get the hot take, because you're going to get the hyper-critique on the Spider-Mans here if you want it. I'm telling you. Yeah, exactly. Just teasing that. You could do a whole a whole 30 minutes on Angel and her take on Toby versus all else. 
Oh yeah, yeah totally so wins. much that yeah. I can't even ever remember this this new dude's name. Like I can't She's Garfield? hit him. He was one of them, right? Is that no. the that was the middle? Okay, that's the middle. Oh, Andrew okay, Garfield was, was the second. Horrible. Yeah, yeah. He, was, you know, he wasn't. I feel like he was kind of like doomed by the script and kind of like the redo because I feel like there was so much going on to have this like second trilogy. I think that's why you look at all these posters and all these memes that we've been seeing about like the next Spider-Man that's an MCU. As I go, if you look at it, like these guys have been kind of like grappling and contrasting it's like multiple visions of spider-man and that's why i think like that spider-verse idea kind of gives you a chance to reconcile like what's going on with all these guys and now you got all the fans going insane thinking like how many of these guys are going to be in the new movie it's like right. is toby going to be there is andrew going to be there it's like how many villains and i'm going is michael keaton going to be there um, dude michael Crossover. keaton needs to be in every movie oh see, all that's the time. other thing too he could break he's out of jail all-time favorite right batman all-time favorite batman he's gonna Hands come down. in as batman yep <laughs> Uh, but the other thing about this that was a bummer was Kristen Dunst was saying that a producer during the first Spider-Man took her to the dentist without her consent in order to fix her teeth. What? He drove her there, didn't tell her what was going on the entire time. What? And when she realized what was happening, she's like, uh, no, I like my teeth, she says. And she also added that. Uh, I do, too. I, yeah. mean, I love her teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Great and, teeth. Yeah. No, and, I mean, because that's what's one of the, that's her, her smile to me. Distinctive. It's is, is very distinctive. And that's her. I agree. Um, and she was also filming, I guess, Virgin Suicides at the time. So, Sophia. Love that movie. I do, too. That's mm-hmm. great. Josh Hartnett. Mm-hmm. Uh, but was saying that, um, that that director backed her up and was like, no, like, your teeth are, are great. You know, awesome. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, that stuff comes up. You know, I bet you the people that did that then didn't think about the Internet and the ramifications of, like. Not at all. Now they're, now they're getting there. You know, well, just I'm sorry, but it, it's it's something that needs to be done, and you know, she was a, a a child star, you know, and she probably endured a lot of bad things, especially you know, being a teenager growing up in this. Well, the thing, thing about this is like this we're in the era of like world. this isn't like just the era of like cancel culture. It's like to me, this is like the era of like reckoning because it's like now that you have the internet and you have social media and you have access to these stories, it's like all these things happen in our lifetime. So it's like hard to imagine you're sitting here going, man, I can't believe there's like this big skew in pay, but it's like, this is all just happening a couple of years ago. It's still probably happening now, but it's yeah. like, it's kind of looking to every corner of like the entertainment industry. It's like, you'll find it, but it's just insane to see like the layers upon layers and how recently some of these things were still happening. All right, from there, let's go to some advice. If you have any advice questions, feel free to reach out at notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com. That's notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com. The first question up for us to discuss is uh, this woman writes in and said that her boss said something sexist in front of uh, the entire coworkers and stuff at, a, at an event. Um, and everyone was offended by it, and he didn't think that it was offensive. Um, but they've all talked after, and and... You know, when they did kind of confront him on it, he said, oh, I, I'm sorry if uh, what I said offended you or I'm sorry if you were offended. Kind of like a, a BS apology, not a real apology. Yeah. So the question is, you know, since everyone's still upset about it, should she try to make him do a real apology for everybody? Or what do you think? 
it's never going to be a real apology. That's right. dumb. You can't make someone like to me like yet like, you know actors and anyone who has a PR agent and they say you got to come and read this read this script you know read this apology out to people it means nothing. Mm-hmm. It, like you know when me and Luke have got you know we're together and when we've gotten in fights throughout the years, it's like you say I'm sorry so many times. Like, it, like you only say sorry because you know you have to say it to move on, not fight anymore. It doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's yeah, it's not, like, I don't think. Well, why? What's gonna? What good is it gonna do for her? Him to go to her and say I'm sorry. If she wants to do something, then she should report him to the HR. And if he doesn't get fired, well, then he at least has a mark in there. So the next time he says something to another woman, they can do something about it. Because if it happens once, it's going to happen again. I agree. Like something, you know, someone like that, I feel like that's in their core who they are. So they would, yeah, maybe say an apology to get out of it, but that's not true. That's not not true. So apology means nothing. You take force. You got to go above their head, go and you have to report it. I agree. This is the women's times. We have to stand up for ourselves, and you know that you can't allow people to treat you certain ways. Well, I think for men too, it's like it's up to men to sit there in a workplace and say, like, hey, you know, just because it's something that I could see, oh, this is like locker room talk, or the men are okay with this, or the men laughed at. It's like there's plenty of guys, you know, that would sit there and say, no, like that's I could see how I could be offended. Somebody else is offended. It's like I don't see what this idea is. I'm kind of like, okay, if the boss says it then that makes it okay because like that's the complete opposite of what I've been taught it's like you don't want a hostile workplace you don't want people uncomfortable and it's like you know to double down on that and say oh sorry I offended you it's like that doesn't really mean sorry it really just means like sorry you don't have thick skin or sorry you took it that way not I'm sorry I really offended you or made you uncomfortable yeah. Have, you, have you ever thought about like if we could ever get center control where you don't have people, people don't make sexual comments and as workplace do you imagine how many affairs will be taken off the picture because if you can't have those if you can't say to someone oh you look pretty or nice butt or <laughs> what you, nice <laughs> you know what I mean like nice to have bum. that flirtation kind of taken away because no matter what you have to watch what you say because you might think you're just flirting with someone and someone will take that oh they're sexually harassing me well i think that did probably um i remember hearing people say that they were afraid to ask someone out at the office because it's like you know anything they say could be considered that well Um, and and then wanted in advance right right well i guess to me it's kind of a good thing like especially for the married ones because they can't do these little flirtatious they can't have sex with their sex secretaries and not get in trouble for it Mm -hmm. you know and a lot of companies don't even allow you to date within the company exactly just think it used to be so much fun to be a man in america you know you just harass all the women that work with you and slap the secretary on the butt yeah because the secretary so she can make extra money and so the people can get hired and it's like geez i'm so thankful that we're growing up in this time so to make sure it's like people are watching Mad Men, they're not like, oh man, this is like nostalgia. It's like, uh, yeah, that's the way it was, but it doesn't mean right. it was okay. And you know I think I mean? a lot of men probably wish it was that way. I'm sure, well, I'm sure yeah. there are, and maybe there's even some women out there that, you know, wish life could, you know, go back to that. And I'm like, I just don't buy it. I just don't feel like the, you know, the, the caste system really benefited anybody in America except, you know, basically yeah, we, white, we, white guys that had money and good jobs. But we still are living it because how many girls that we know basically pimp out their bodies to get free drinks at the freaking bar? Oh, you know? oh sure. Hey, right. The thing is, it's like, like I've been told by more than one drunk customer, it's like pretty much everybody's, you know, a hooker for sale. It's just, you know, what's your price? I mean, we do it every day at work or whatever, yeah. whatever. I, mean. I, mean, I well, guess I do it too to an extent. I mean, you know, 
like me. I'm so sexy. I mean, I have to show it off. I mean, Matt, same thing. I mean, well, they can, they can hear his beauty through the microphone. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but speaking of of drinking and your work too, the second question was somebody wrote that they're in their 30s and somehow they've made their entire life so far without having a drink, and they want to know: Are they missing out on anything? And should they try it? Well, I think you kind of asked the most two perfect people you could probably possibly ever ask in our opinions because Why is that? we are both ex drinkers we mm-hmm. have been i have been sober for a little over a little over two and a half years and luke i don't know it's like a little bit longer than that like so what almost three years he'll be three years i think like in february and that I is think awesome in january it'll be a year and a half i mean two and a half years for me good so, work do you guys miss it ever uh, there could be times it's like uh, where you like kind of miss the fun because it's like we've come to realize since we quit drinking it's like so many activities relate to drinking and it's not just because we work at a bar and a lot of our friends like hang out at bars it's also because so much stuff in America revolves around that it's like I think of like baseball games you got to have a beer you know watching any sports mm-hmm. parades whatever the holidays you're getting wasted it's like it's just something to do to do yeah and we like, we used to be members of a wine club in Temecula and we used to go down there like every three months because they had like these pickup parties where they would have the light little dinner and music and outside and it was um very cool and you would get you you'd pick up your wine for the three months that you pay for and little things like that we can't go to wineries ever again you know and it is sad but if you have never started you don't know what you're missing so it doesn't even matter yeah i got to me if i wish i had never started because then i wouldn't be sitting here thinking oh i wish i could do shots on my birthday with my friends oh i wish i could sit here and drink wine on saturdays with my girls like i used to do mm-hmm. you know but now i just do little fake stuff you know i'll get my little wine glass and i'll pour my little you know, sparkling water drinks and stuff in there, and you know, I drink a lot of coffee, and that's how I've survived. And pretty much, Luke too. It's coffee, coffee, coffee. Well, the pros I feel like outweigh all the you know the cons, or actually vice versa, where it's like you you don't miss the hangovers. Oh I would gosh. imagine you know, I you know you know there are so many bad things about the drinking thing that you know, and like we realize we've saved a, a crap ton of yeah, money. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, and that's my initial response on this one is just that they should, uh, they you know, they haven't had it yet. You're not missing anything. Don't worry about it. You've gone 30 years so far. Like, you're going to be Adult fun. start now. I know. Also, it's like, what's this mention again that we're bartenders? So, yeah, figure that one out. You're like. <laughs> yeah, but we did figure it out. And we actually have, we actually have a lot better of a, a life, we feel, because, yes, we miss stuff. But we enjoy each other so much more. And we found other activities to do and then a lot of our friends have also chilled out on drinking and don't drink as much so we don't all our functions don't have to be based on alcohol but we also don't mind people drinking around us it's not a problem All right, from there, let's go to uh, some movie reviews. Um, so uh, let's see. Uh, what did we – we all had a little movie review sesh 
um, or viewing, I should say, at your guys' place. So you got a cool setup in the backyard here. You got a big, huge screen, a projection, um, just project this huge movie onto it. What did we watch last week? Saturday, the other couple days ago. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Finally on Disney Plus. So uh, us not going to theaters, finally got to watch it. So I don't know how nobody spoiled it for. I hadn't seen it. Yeah, yeah for yeah. like six, seven weeks. So we waited and we waited and finally we got the outdoor theater cracking. And yeah, I liked it a lot, man. That was a, another solid installment. I so. loved it. It was like right when the bus scene happened, I was like, okay, I'm in. The bus scene got crazy. And Remind me again. Oh, so that was scene. like they did this huge fight in the bus scene. It's like the first fight. Oh of the movie. Yes. Smash in the yes, 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 yes. That's when I started with you too, because all the the, the history and all that kind of stuff. The problem that I had with it is, I guess, because we were really tired. Let's get critical. And it was just like <laughs> this, and I I do enjoy movie with subtitles. I watched a lot of movies with subtitles, but for some reason I was having the hardest time catching that my attention for the first 15 to 20 minutes yeah it didn't right right yeah for me it it it, it like it snapped in in the bus scene yeah but up up until then it didn't yeah, yeah i was like i was like oh my gosh i'm not sure if i'm gonna enjoy this movie well there's one guy that has issue with uh, uh the bus scene he is a professional bus driver Uh-oh. uh drives in uh, san francisco um, he's a you know, real-life bus operator, and he broke down scene by scene, or shot by shot, rather. And he had a few issues with it, uh, mainly that um, he says that, uh, you know, the they bus... had superpowers? Yeah. So that was probably, like, the first thing that was like, that never happened on a bus. <laughs> exactly. And, 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 like, this is a, like, this is a, a odd fiction. This is unbelievable. This, this is um, not a historic recount of yeah. my day at work. This is BS. There's no way that that bus would last <laughs> All right, bus man, show me what you got. So he says uh, that um, that the bus operator in the movie doesn't react to anything the way he should. He says he says he doesn't use his mirrors the way he should. He doesn't use his emergency oh brakes. Oh my gosh, you've got to be kidding me! <laughs> Unsafe. I've got these these crazy fighters in the back of my thing, but I'm not using my mirrors right. Well, he does point out something funny though. He says when the guy bus driver gets hit, he falls out of his seat. And he said, well, that turns out that he's not even wearing a seatbelt because he just falls out so easily. And I hadn't even thought about that. Plus, I thought he was Morgan Freeman at first, and I was waiting for him to have, like, a funny, like, line. And then it wasn't him. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even remember him they fooled at me. all. Uh, maybe that was part of I was. They found a gentleman that looked like he was doing a... pictures or something. A, mm-hmm. a paltry he, Morgan Freeman impersonation. The uh, bus driver... This bus driver from San Francisco does say that some things are spot on, especially um, the guy filming the fight. He said that would for sure happen. Anytime oh, yeah. there's a fight, someone's going to film it. And for not sure. and not actually intercede or for help. Sure. Right. For sure. For sure. Because this is America. I mean, I do like the fact that he actually was like. Yeah, but don't you think he'd be getting, he would be scared? Like all these crazy really. and like. He rides the bus like, every day. No, no, and he's just like, yeah, I'm going to watch this. This guy, I'm not going to get punch in the face. Yeah. Or, or, he's got a steady shot. My hand would be shaking the well, entire not time. Not that, yeah. he wasn't just filming. He was actually like streaming like Facebook Live. And so. narrating it. Yeah, yeah. 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 So he, he was literally like so close to them. Like, I would be like, oh my god, are they going to come back on me? But think like, about it. Because they just fall, because like he, they're getting backed up, you I know? Mean, I don't know where it is on the timeline, but I guess if you snapped off like half the earth still, or people just came back, maybe there's still pretty good like 5G coverage. So I think it's incredible that he can get all those reactions while he's in the middle of this going on. Mm-hmm. And he did. Uh, he did also say too that uh, the fire extinguisher with Aquafina, um, that that would. He's like, that's exactly what that's there for, is for those types of situations. For hitting people. Yeah. <laughs> totally. 
That's um, figured. There's another thing we do need to address what the too. Hell? First of all, I am sorry, bus driver from San Francisco, but to be so, like for a comic book movie to be so critical about that they didn't do the right things on the bus. It's kind of hilarious to me. I'm sorry. It's that a little good. bit on the funny side. We have he, to at least say that. I think he was good. more having fun with it. I don't think yeah. he was like directly oh, okay. offended or like, anything. That like, bartender is actually standing on her toes, and we don't really do that when we bartend. <laughs> Just walk around like a velociraptor. Like, ah! She's walking. She has. She's making drinks with her toes. We don't really do that. I don't think it's very sanitary. <laughs> The other thing we should address, too, is uh, something happened while we were watching the movie. The big thing that you had told me was, uh, whatever happens, Matt, just don't spill any food or anything on the ground. Because of why? Why was that? Because we have two dogs. Uh, Harper is the Pomeranian Chihuahua, and uh, Marilyn is the uh, the one. She's a uh, Yorkie Maltese and real weird looking. But Harper is a very little princess, but she is 13 years old. She is 13 years old, and in the past six, about eight, nine months ago, for she had had pancreatitis twice and within six months, and if she eats anything that is not her little pebbles of food, she could die. Mm-hmm. Well, you see, nerds are like little pebbles, and that, I guess that's sugar. where the confusion was. Sugar. Yep, so, the, so that was the big thing. No sugar, don't drop anything, and so, okay, I knew that. And then I'm moving my stuff in position to watch well, the movie. Can we first tell you what sure. I said to you? Yeah, what did you say? If my dog eats your food that you drop on, the, anybody's food that drops on the ground, I'm going to kill your family, your nieces and nephews, if you do not, if my dog dies. Right, so there was a lot on the line there. And then uh, I was moving the, all my stuff in the right position so I could get a good seat in front of the movie theater screen. And I sit down and go ahead. Can you please first tell me what you thought about when you went and bought the nerds? Well, listen, I thought it was a great snack. It's one I haven't had in a while. And he thought he was going to be the coolest guy at the party because everybody loves nerds. I was like, yeah, listen, like everyone will be like, oh, I'll give those a shot. And as I'm moving my stuff, I spill the entire box onto the ground. (laughs) And that's the tiniest candy you could pick. And so Matt says, of course, I would buy the littlest candy that you could ever possibly buy. And it was just hilarious that he had to get down on his hands and knees with a flashlight because it's extremely dark outside. I did. I picked every single nerd out. And then it was funny. You were trying to help me out, and you went and grabbed a broom, <laughs> and you were trying to sweep up the nerds, which just fully embedded them more into the ground. Yeah, yeah. Like we were actually trying to plant nerds to, like, grow later. <laughs> Start a nerd farm. But Matt, he was seriously like, no, no. I said, okay, I think that's enough. I was like, you know, that's, you don't have to get them all. You know, he's like, no, no, no. There's a lot. He's like, you know, not after that. No. Not after that threat that you, you said to me. Well, it wasn't even a threat. But I, I would just, never really yeah. harm his well, family. No, no. You know, we, it's, it's just our weird sense of humor. We say really weird stuff to Well, each it's other. not even the threat. It's just, I don't want anything to happen to your dog. So I was like that scared. So I'm going and picking every single one. Yeah, I was I frightened. But Visib- visibly and so he had they wind up laying on his belly and then the, the Maltese Yorkie Marilyn that has that she kind of looks like him the scruffy little face and stuff and the co-host and uh <laughs> she is the co-host check IG laying down right by him laying exactly like him on the ground as he's on his belly with the with his phone flashlight picking up every little teeny nerd packed in the dirt into under the, the grass into the wee hours of the night well, there you go. And since I don't want to keep you guys into the wee hours of the night, I want to thank you both for being on the podcast this week. Look an angel. 
Well, thank you for having us. I had a good time. I hope that, you know, people enjoy this and we get to come back again. Absolutely. You're always invited. Um, and reach out to uh, notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com if you have any comments or concerns. Um, Luke, any uh, final parting words? Yeah, I got some parting words for you. It's like, well, you know, there's a distance between us, Matt, and it's been growing considerably. I mean, like, distance-wise, not emotionally. Right. It's like, I don't actually care about you much. But the good news is... Because your relationship is not good. Yeah, well, listen, we've been talking to... Not stable with Matt Rashavi <laughs> yeah. and Luke Morvant. Well, we're gonna, we were talking earlier, um, Luke doing some possible segments, uh, um, Morvant's rants, even though you pronounce it Morvant. But, uh, That'll be my first rant is like how people mispronounce my name. Right. And then you're like, well, I'll reward you by naming your segment incorrectly. So Luke, Luke Morvant rant. We could do more Vance Rants. We were talking about that, but that's like a... More Vance Rant. Right. More Vance Rant. It's like a long A from Montreal. Makes you want to get some Rants. And you're, you're yeah, get, that's jumping. another perfect candy for out here. You could jump I in. had them at the other party. I had Rants, but you nobody could, got and Nobody ate them. You yeah. could jump in your RAV4 and go get some Rants for the next Apparently, party. I call it RAV instead of RAV. And I really swear that back in the day they came out, it was called a Rob. Yeah, we have a new segment. A Rob for. We also have a new segment coming called Angel Mispronounces Everything. <laughs> so, yeah, look out for those. And, uh, yeah, feel free to reach out again at notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com. And uh, thanks, Nalo and the unis for music this week. We'll see you guys in a week. And, uh, yeah, enjoy your Thanksgiving, too, because that's right around the corner. Happy Thanksgiving. Turkey, turkey. I love you.